Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Oh, my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. All right, let's bring him in. Sub Chief, happy new year. How are you? Man, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. I, I got a little Pat McAfee and uh, you know, the uh the college football playoff conversation in one ear, and I got uh Baby girl number two screaming at the top of her lungs in the other, brother. It Buddy. is good, man. It is good. It's good times. Did you guys see the clip going around? Went viral this weekend on uh, on the game day set with McAfee. Clint, did you see that? I don't know if Christian saw well, Which one? Were, yeah, no doubt. Good point. Uh, they were talking about Jalen Milrow, and he, they were talking about how he's got a uh, a little acronym that he likes to use. And yeah, it, clothing line. Yes. Lank. Lank. That's right. Let a naysayer know. And Pat McAfee interrupted uh, Reese when he was telling him what it meant. And he's like, oh, is that what that means? And then, like, everybody so, was dying. It was a great club. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was great, man. I mean, I, it, it, it played out great, too, because the way Reese, you know, it was that solo shot of Reese, and they had the background music going, and, every, you know, he was fixing to tell this heartfelt story, and he was drawing everybody in, and all of a sudden, let a naysayer know comes out of his mouth, and, and McAfee just couldn't help himself, right? I mean, McAfee, McAfee's like, wait, 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 that, that's what that stands for? <laughs> and in the best part, and, 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 and maybe it's because I know Joey, and, and, and Galloway's one of my good buddies, Yeah, but it, it's hard to get Joey Galloway to a laughing point where he's almost crying. Yeah. And, and Joey was having to wipe his eyes because he was, he was laughing so damn hard. Yeah, so, him and Desmond um, yeah, were both. That, that was a classic, man, a yeah. classic. You guys should look that, look that up if you missed it. Uh, I didn't think it would translate as well on on radio, but it was funny as hell on TV. So I encourage you to go look for that for sure. All right, um, let me ask you real quick about KJ, and then I want to talk about the games last night and what your expectations are for next week, although we'll get you on again before that, so I guess we can hold that last part. But KJ to UCF, good fit, you think, for for him and for Gus? Yeah, look, I think think it's a great fit for him. I I think all parties benefit here. I think it was time for, for KJ to move on from Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I think it was it was in his best interest to find a, a offensive scheme that fit his strengths and not be trying to develop parts of his game and all that. Like you fell off of the NFL radar, he's got to get back on it. He's got to he's got to go play well, get back in the spotlight, get back the hype back rolling around him. And then you look at Gus Malzahn. Malzahn's done really really good work with quarterbacks that have the skill set. That uh, that KJ has, and 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 he won it all, uh, and won a lot of football games, and had a hellacious offense with a quarterback that you can argue is, is KJ is most similar to um, in, in the college game, and that's Cam Newton. And so, um, when you look at skill sets, when you look at how a guy has to be used, when you look at the circumstances around KJ Jefferson, the circumstances around the University of Arkansas. Um, I mean, it, it's just – I think it's a win for all three parties, and, and I don't think it could have worked out any any better. UCF is now in the Big 12. They were middle of the pack this year. K.J. Jefferson is going to entice players to come back. There's already been one of their lead receivers is coming back. 
Um, you know, they're going to be a problem in the Big 12. I, I'm not going to say they're going to finish at the top, but they are going to be a problem for the top of the Big 12 in terms of not wanting to see them on their schedule. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm excited for Gus. I'm excited for Gus, for, for KJ. And, and, look, I, I'm excited for Arkansas and what mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino and, and, and Sam can do, uh, kind of change, turning the page there at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about what happened last night and Alabama first because I think that's what most of our fans were focused on, our listeners are focused on, and Alabama coming up a little bit short. And both these games obviously were great, which, again, for most of us, Clint, I think that's all you could have asked for. Yeah, I mean, tremendous games again this year. Last year they were both high-scoring and tremendous games. I mean, you, you look at, at, at the, the Alabama game, actually, it, it, it worked out with the exception. I thought Alabama would win the game. But the game, the way the game flowed and the way everything worked out, it was identical to what I thought would happen. I thought it would be a heavyweight bout. I thought Alabama, once again, would try to throw the ball too much. And, and the, the only thing that I gave the benefit of the doubt to was I thought Milrow's legs were going to be the difference in this game. I, I, thought his leg, I thought he was going to rush for 150. I thought it was going to be one of those, hey, we're calling a bunch of pass plays, but he's scrambling and, and, and bust one for 70 and bust one for 40. And I thought that was going to be the way it all unfolded. And, and to be honest with you, nothing surprised me other than the one X factor that I thought was going to work in, in Alabama's favor. Michigan absolutely took it, spun it 180, and it worked in their favor. It worked against Alabama. They were able to stack them, get behind the chain, never allow Jalen Milrow to get going and get going downhill. Um, really, from start to finish, he, he hit a couple of 15, 20-yard runs. But, um, you know, that X factor was completely eliminated from the game throughout, including the last play of the game. And so um, hats off to Michigan, man. Out coach Saban, J.J. McCarthy. Um, you, you know, you, you talk about – I know the season probably wasn't as, as statistically driven and as high field as, as J.J. McCarthy wanted it to be or as any of us expected it to be around J.J. McCarthy. But, boy, you talk about big throws in big moments and getting his offense rolling at the right time late in that ball game, man. Late in the fourth quarter in overtime, the kid was special. Harbaugh was special. And, ultimately, I think the best team won uh, after it was all said and done. I agree with you 100%, and I think that's a, that's a great take, and, and I'm glad you said that. Sharon Moore, I thought, had a very creative game plan. Their numbers weren't sexy, 351 total, but they held Alabama under 300. And to your point, it did kind of go the way we thought. And Milrow, look, I, I was talking to Coach Conk about this earlier. Milrow's not a great thrower. We knew that all through the year. Offensive line was suspect. We knew that all through the year. And a lot of people just sort of mentally washed that away, thinking Nick Saban's got a few weeks to prepare, and it'll be all fine and dandy, and they'll fix that. But I don't. obviously you can't just make them something they're not. Yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're right with Milrow. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make a change at quarterback next year. Everybody's talking about, oh, give Milrow one more year to develop. I mean, he is he is, is just well behind the curve when it comes to passing the football. And I'm talking about processing and physically uh, throwing the football around the field. And, and so it, it would shock me if, if he got to a point next year where Alabama doesn't bring somebody in. And I'm talking about a, a big time, whether it's a transfer or a freshman. I don't know what their quarterback room looks like now. Mm-hmm. But I, I would be surprised if they don't find a way to go a different route at the quarterback position because that's just – I mean, you, you unless you're just absolutely elite at the play caller position, at the offensive line position, a quarterback that's, that's severely handcuffed like that is, uh, with the exception of the couple of explosive off-schedule plays, it, it's hard to, to depend on. And, and, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts did a really good job of it because Jalen Hurts is, 
is one of the more controlled runners in the game, and they were still running a run, really a quarterback run friendly system. Where now Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow uh, and Alabama really, it just seems like it's it's a bad fit all the way around. Yeah. Somehow, some way, they still slipped into the college football playoffs. But it wouldn't surprise me at all, Justin, if, if they didn't make a move at the offensive coordinator position as well as the, the quarterback position by the time we see Alabama take the field next year. Interesting, interesting. Talking to Clint Stern on the Brandon Moving. And storage hotline. It's brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Let me ask you about the other game. And Penix certainly was brilliant yesterday. And even when things didn't go well, they went pretty well. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking about a, a, there was a tip ball that was caught by a Michigan receiver. They had the tip ball that ended up in a touchdown for Washington. And you kind of had everything going your way until the end of the game, Clint. They get the bad break with the injury, which stops the clock and gives Texas a chance. And then you also get the penalty on the punt coverage for kick-catch interference. But uh, ultimately, they made one more play than Texas did, and they were able to pull it out. Yeah, how about that, man? I mean, how many people would have would have taken Texas in that first and, what was it, first and, and 10, I guess, from the 12 or whatever it was, where you, you just, you got four, you got enough time. I mean, I mean, like, literally down to the second enough time <laughs> to run four plays, yeah. and you got one of the best play callers in the game, Sarkeesian, you got look. I don't think Quinn Ewers is as good as people think he is, but but he's got a real the anticipation, the processing, the understanding of the game, the ability to keep plays alive. He is a really good one, and then they've got a couple of really, really, really dynamic receivers and tight ends. And so I thought, man, well, I, I really like Sarkeesian in this situation. And, and then to think, Justin, it ended up. If you go back and watch that, and I hadn't seen all four plays, but I watched them live, and then I then I, I, I've seen a couple of highlights. I am shocked that there was no. There, there didn't seem to really be much of an understanding of hey, we got four shots at the end zone. We're at the twelve or fourteen, whatever it was, and here's the four plays we're running. I would expect Sarkeesian and his players to know here's the four plays. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't need to look at the side. You don't need to look at the sideline. Here's the. Everybody knows the formation. You don't even need to call the damn play. Just snap the football. Let guys line up and snap. They know the protection already. They know the formation already. They know the route. Here's what we're trying to get accomplished. We got four shots at it. I, I was I was surprised that one of the best offensive minds in the game didn't appear to be more prepared, if, for lack of better terms, in that particular moment um, in that ball game. So again, what a, what a football game, though, man. All right, we don't have a lot of time, just a minute or so, but uh, real quick, just want to get your thoughts on the weekend, I guess, or maybe we can keep it specific to the Texans, but it all comes down to this final week in the South, and you guys got to be thrilled down that way. It's a win in your end game for the Colts and the Texans, and then if you get a little help, they get to claim the the uh, division title if Jacksonville falls to Tennessee. Yeah, man. I mean, let, let's let's talk about Week 17 real quick. I mean, C.J. Stroud comes out and just adds to his Rookie of the Year resume, if you will, and, mm-hmm. and, and understanding that his team is significantly better than the Titans understanding that he's coming off of missing two weeks with a concussion and going out there and completing 75% of his passes, staying completely out of harm's way with the exception of one sack where he held the ball too long. And and really just, I mean, playing the game, I, I, I've said it multiple times, I'm, I typically check up with this, but he's playing the game in a real Tom Brady fashion where he's, where he's taking everything they give him, making the right decision 99% of the time, and he's picking and choosing and very calculated when he takes his shots. And, and he did it this week to stay out of harm's way. And now all of a sudden they got Indy for all the marbles, man. So who would have thought that after, you know, last year, 365 days ago, this Indianapolis game was, I mean, we got to lose this game so we can get the first overall pick. Yeah. It was an absolute, I mean, it was absolute dysfunction in Houston. 
And then here we are literally a year later, same opponent. And, and the win. by the way, Indianapolis was dysfunctional and a mess as well last year. Both teams are nine wins with the chance to win the division, win 10 games and win the division. What a matchup. We're, we're stoked about it down here in Houston. We feel really good about the, their opportunity as long as CJ's healthy, man. And it ought to be a hell of a football game. No doubt. All right, we'll talk more about the NFL matchups, the controversy of the Cowboys game, all that on Friday when we get you back on. Appreciate the time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Y'all be good and go home. All right, that's Clint Sterner.